right, welcome back to Hour 2 of Becca Marie's Freedom Speak with our guest today, Dr. William K. Summers. We were talking about uh, that uh, awful speech that uh, Comrade Joe did for January 6th, and I wanted to play the second clip I got from that and then um, talk a little bit about that, and then I've got a bunch of other things I want to cover, too, and then um, probably around the second half of this hour, then um, Dr. Summers has a lot of things he wants to talk about, and we're going to move on to that. So it's going to be a lot of different things we're talking about today on this show. So let me run this. I'm going to run this clip here. Donald Trump's campaign is obsessed with the past, not the future. He's willing to sacrifice our democracy, put himself in power. Our campaign is different. For me and Kamala, our campaign is about America. It's about you. It's about every age and background that occupy this country. It's about the future we're going to continue to build together. And our campaign is about preserving and strengthening our American democracy. Three years ago tomorrow, we saw with our own eyes the violent mob storm the United States Capitol. It was almost in disbelief as you first turned on the television. For the first time in our history, insurrectionists had come to stop the peaceful transfer, transfer of power in America. First time. Smashing windows, shattering doors, attacking the police. Outside, gallows were erected as the MAGA crowd chanted, hang Mike Pence. Inside, they hunted for Speaker Pelosi. The House was chanting as they marched through and smashed windows, where's Nancy? Over 140 police officers were injured. Jill and I attended the funeral of police officers who died as a result of the events of that day. Because, Donald, because of Donald Trump's lies, they died because these lies brought a mob to Washington. He promised it would be wild, and it was. He told the crowd to fight like hell, and all hell was unleashed. He promised he would write them, write them. Everything they did, he would be side by side with them. Then, as usual, he left the dirty work to others. He retreated to the White House. As America was attacked from within, Donald Trump watched on TV in the private small dining room off, my oval, oval, off the Oval Office. The entire nation watched in horror. The whole world watched in disbelief. And Trump did nothing. Members of his staff, members of his family, Republican leaders who were under attack or the, at that very moment, pled with him, act, call off the mob. Imagine had he gone out and said, stop. And still, Trump did nothing. It was a mob. Yeah. Isn't that all a lie? It's pretty much all a lie. I mean, a fabricated, well-planned lie. Trump uh, offered to have National Guard there. They refused. Ray Epps is one of their people. And uh, this thing was staged. Uh, but they haven't uh, allowed all of that film to be seen. Well, yeah, like Ray Epps. I mean, they've got tons and tons of video footage of Ray Epps. Uh, even, even the days before uh, January 6th, in which he was instigating 
violence. He was standing there when they made the initial uh, breakthrough of the bike racks. He was there egging people on. He was leading the charge the whole time. And yet this guy, only after a lot of outrage from a lot of people, did this guy finally get taken to court, and then they gave him a slip on the wrist and let him go. And yet we've got people right now that have been rotting in disgusting gulag-style jail cells in Washington, D.C. now for almost three years without being charged with a crime, without having a court hearing, and without being allowed to see their families. It's disgusting. They are political prisoners. The only death that day was uh, Ashley Babbitt, and uh, she was basically murdered by a police officer who immediately after shooting her, reported shots fired as if the shots had come from someone other than him. Yeah, and we have the video footage for that to prove that. We're, we're talking about little Ashley Babbitt, this tiny little woman that's barely over five feet tall. And there are, liter- there are police officers standing right next to her. And, you know, some people are reporting that she kind of got pushed through that window. But regardless, whether she got pushed through the window, whether she cl- crawled through the window, she was unarmed. Okay, you want to say she committed a crime? Okay, you're breaking and entering, uh, illegal trespassing. Fine. You come up and you take this little woman and you put handcuffs on her and you put her somewhere and you and you put her under arrest. That's what you do. But no, according this, what this guy does is shoots her with a kill shot right in the neck. Mm-hmm. Um, and and she's dead instantly. So, and that's okay with the Democrats. That's well, okay. The, 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 the hideous thing is, after shooting her, he reports shots fired as if they were shooting at him, and there was nobody shooting at him. No. As a matter of fact, uh, these deaths of police officers—the only one I know of—is a police officer who had a heart attack and apparently died a few days the next later. Day. Or was it the yeah, next day? Yeah, some other time. You know, and I saw and I saw the the multiple reports of the mainstream news, all your ma- major news outlets, all reporting the same story. And of course, they've been doing that for a long time. That it, supposedly this police officer was beat to death with a fire extinguisher, which is a completely manufactured story. As a matter of fact, I heard just the other day somebody talking about that knows this guy, and. And said, no. As a matter of fact, the guy's a Trump supporter. <laughs> and, mm. and, and no, nobody ever hit me with a fire extinguisher. I was just fine at home. And, mm. and so that was a complete and total lie. And so Biden comes out and he repeats this lie in which they're talking about all these police officers that were injured and killed on that day. As if there were hundreds. Yes. And there were none. Mm-hmm. There were none. Yeah, the only death was Ashley Babbitt. That's it. Or you know, of course, there was uh, was it Roseanne Boyland? Uh, this woman got kind of pushed through the crowd, and, and she a bit, and, well, she got literally just had the crap beat out of her by police officers. Mm. You know, they had her down on the ground, and they're literally just just wailing on this woman while she's on the ground, and they were they were getting off on it. They were totally into it. Into into the into this beating, so that's and then you had also you had uh, Capitol police officers or DC police officers. I'm not really sure which because there were both there, up there on the on the balcony, and they were shoot, firing these smoke grenades into the crowd 
above he- uh, the level of their heads, which could have easily hit somebody in the head and killed them simply from the impact of being hit by the thing. And from what I understand, there were people that were injured. And this, it, there were, there was one guy I saw that was up there. And, oh, I'm out of these grenades. Give me some more. And he's just, he's just having a good old time firing, firing these grenades from above down into the crowd. Now, how dangerous is that? I don't think they were taken in consideration. I don't know. Uh, and <clears throat> this this committee that investigated J six, uh, that was just a Stalinistic show trial. Yes, it was. It was. So, and then he mentions here's another thing that's a common lie that keeps getting reported over and over again. He he talks about it being an insurrection for starters. Now, why if we were going to have an insurrection? Why would that many people, if they, they, if their goal, and they said it was to to take over the government, and we wanted to we wanted to kill uh, Mike Pence, and and we wanted to overturn the election? Where were well, their guns? Where were the guns? Mm-hmm. Now, why would we show up for an insurrection without any guns? That's just the worst insurrection in history. I mean, it was obviously not an insurrection. It was a protest that turned into probably a riot at some points, but. Mm-hmm. Mu- 99% of the people or more at that, at that protest were simply just patriotic Americans showing up there to show their support and to show their, their dissatisfaction for what appears to be a rigged election. And I believe it was yeah, a rigged I mean, election. Just on its surface, but, oh. Joe Biden was so popular that he got more votes than Barack Obama. That's, that's just, you know. That, that. Sammy, what were you going to say? I was just going to say, but it doesn't fit the narrative. And going back to what the doctor said, yes, that he did get more votes than any other president. But the thing is, when you look at the numbers, there were 35 million more votes casted than there were registered voters within the United States of America. Which is a little so fishy, how is don't that you think? possible if it wasn't rigged or if it wasn't a stolen election? Exactly. It needed to be, they needed to slow the pace and stop and... You know, say, well, let's examine this election a little bit before we certify everything. And Pence did not do that. And, uh, you know, they were so eager to get Mr. Biden certified and in the White House. And now that he's in the White House, it's as if uh, they are doing every Nazi trick that Adolf Hitler pulled to stay in power. Yeah. I mean, yeah. all of these uh, prosecutions, coordinated prosecutions of Donald Trump, uh, that's right out of, uh, you know, the Nazi playbook. That's right yeah, out of Putin's playbook. Putin's number one political opponent is still in jail. Yeah. Sammy, yeah. what were you going to say? Well, just to add to that point, a uh, nice history lesson because I'm a major student of history. I love history as well. Uh, the way that Adolf Hitler finally was able to solidify power is – he was a great orator. He was a great spokesman. Mm-hmm. But another thing is he faked an insurrection to strike fear not only into parliament, but the people where he was able to grab power and solidify his role. And if that never happened, if people didn't let him fake such an insurrection, he wouldn't have been as powerful as he did become and World War II never would have happened. And now they're following the exact same playbook as the same we pattern. all mentioned. They're, they stole the election. They're fake. They faked an insurrection. The only people to die that day were Trump supporters. <laughs> but 
but they're going to and they said that trump never did anything or said anything to try and stop it yet there is evidence there are videos there are tweets there are messages saying go home in peace respect our capital respect our police and all of this just doesn't fit their narrative they're losing control and they're panicking they're grasping at straws to do what they can to make sure that trump 2.0 never happens you know, they, there's not a crime they're not willing to commit to uh, prevent Trump from taking power again. And I, th- I think it's Peru. They just arrested the uh, former president and put him in jail. So we've become a South American banana republic under Joe Biden. The other shocking thing to me is, is that in the first three years of Joe Biden, he has doubled our national debt, uh, adding, what, $7 trillion to our <clears throat> national debt in three years' time. Hey, Doc, we got a phone call here. Let me grab this Oh, yeah, quick. please. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, we did have a phone call. Where'd it go? Oh, I did have a call. Call again. I think I saw Tamara trying to call in. Anyway, what, go ahead and finish your thought there, Doc. I'll just grab that call as soon as it comes in again. Well, um, I think we're in very difficult times. And um, I worry about the integrity of this next election. I really do. Well, I'm concerned and about that. What, and I'm, What is it we can do to see to the election this year we have a little bit of integrity? I don't trust the integrity here in New Mexico. Largely because my wife that died in Hi. Hello? Yeah, that's Tamara. Hey, Tamara. How's it you going? Can hear me? Yeah, we can hear you. <laughs> so what's on your mind? Okay. Well, they had four people killed that day. That day. Kevin Greeson. January 6th. Yes, sir. Okay. And if you listen to the prisoners, they tell you their self every night about things that happened that day. Um, some of them are incarcerated because they were trying to beat off the cops from killing people. They were trying to stop the cops from killing people. That's why some of them are incarcerated. And there's video uh, footage to back that up wrong. as well. They were trying to protect. No, you hear it from them, yeah. themselves. They yeah. tell you what I was doing. If you listen to them every night, um, now they don't tell you every night, but <laughs> but you hear the, the prisoners talk every night, the ones at the gulag, and then they're trying to make it, they're trying to get people to go, you know, like we have, I think, four here in New Mexico. They're trying to get people to do vigils once in a while at the other prisons and talk to them on the phone and get their story um, of, of their day, mm-hmm. that day, their experience that day. Um, but Kevin Greeson, Benjamin Phillips, Roseanne Boyland, and Ashley Babbitt. Yeah, I've seen the vid- I've seen the video footage of yeah. Roseanne Boyland being beat to death uh, by the police and some of the uh, other um, protesters trying to protect her, and they're just wailing on her with their with their clubs. It, it was unbelievable. Yeah, mostly that mostly that lady cop, which I forgot her name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, uh, but yeah, and then, um, uh, white, I forgot 
the rest of her name. Um, she just started a jail sentence, I believe. I forgot her name now. I think her last name is White. Um, and she was beaten, but she survived. And they put her. Yeah. Okay, I think the main point here is is that there was such confusion uh, and so many little events going on all over uh, Capitol Hill that nobody has actually put together the whole picture. Nobody's written a book about the whole thing. It's like, uh, for example, D-Day had four major beaches that they landed on. And it took, what, 20 or 30 years before someone put it all in a single book as to what was going on in all of these places. That book has not been written for January 6th. Well, but you can get on the different prisoner sites, and you can call them. They will tell you. You can find out all four of those people exactly what happened to them, exactly how many times they were beaten. You can find out everything. Because so the available. prisoners will tell you that was standing right there trying to help save these four people. Now, there was nobody near Ashley Babbitt. So that's why the, you know, the story of Ashley Babbitt Exactly is, you know, Mickey and everybody, all of them want it investigated and want to know because there was not a single prisoner near her. Now, the other three that were killed, they know exactly what happened. But her, none of the prisoners were near her. So they, you know, they can't tell you for sure what. I, I do think they can the only go by just, the video. Yeah, the family just recently has dropped a lawsuit against the federal government for her wrongful death. Yeah, her husband has. Is it her? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, we sir. may get a little bit of truth out of that. That would be good. There's a documentary. Actually yeah, but I'm that. just saying there was four. Yeah, what are you saying, Sammy? There's a documentary on X called J6, a true timeline. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you do. Where'd Sammy go? It does. It's like that. Oh, you like can't hear book, Sammy? Like you're saying there needs to be a book about J6, no. about exactly. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll go ahead and hang up because I okay. can't hear him. Okay. Oh, and Coy okay. has to go back to court. Hmm. Yeah. On the trespassing of his house again. Unbelievable. <laughs> you know, repeat that. Yeah, they're taking him to court. J6 on. Okay, Tammy, I'm going to let you go, okay? Oh, okay, all right. Bye. See ya. Bye. Apparently, uh, for some reason, this and this, uh, for, I'm going to have to figure out why that is. Okay. Okay, what were you going to say, Doc? Well, oh, Sammy, uh, yeah, you were saying Sammy something. Sammy was saying that there is a documentary on X uh, just entitled J6 that uh, you know, goes through all of the things or just some of the things. You haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. I'm not on X. Where is it, Sammy? It's it is on X. It's called J Six: A True Timeline. Mm -hmm. It was a it was over an hour long video or documentary about exactly what was going on. It would have the split screen of all the different cameras while Trump was speaking here, 
in the middle of his speech, a group starts walking to the Capitol that had nothing to do with being at his speech. They were never there. And then it just, it really informative. And it's like that book you were saying, the book about D-Day. Yeah. How D-Day had four major beaches that they stormed to get into Normandy in France. This is kind of like that. It helps explain exactly what happened and how it became violent and why. It was mostly peaceful until they started firing the grenades, the gas, and why they retreated back into the capitals because many police officers ignored calls to cease fire. They launched gas canisters. And yeah, the police were actually right escalating the violence. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I, I, I've, I've seen that. So, <laughs> you know, by the way, Doc, earlier we were trying to figure out this thing where the, uh, they, they raid somebody's house and then seize their property. It's called a writs of assistance. A writ of assistance, yeah. that's what it is. I had, yes. actually, I had actually put that in my notes, and I just realized that. You know, I was, you know Biden is talking about uh, Trump being a dictator and all this kind of stuff, and, and I found this thing about writs of assistance. It says here, among the most glaring issues were the writs of assistance. These were general search warrants that gave British soldiers the right to search and seize any property they deem to be smuggled or illegal goods designed to assist the British in enforcing trade laws. These documents allowed Br- British soldiers to enter, search, and seize warehouses, private homes, and ships whenever, whenever necessary, however many abuse this power. Ugh, wow. Whenever that sounds familiar. Whenever necessary is when you saw a diamond necklace. That you <laughs> there you go. So, <laughs> so it's kind of like when they uh, go into the attorneys now, they have no uh, client privilege anymore because they take all their computers and all their information, and they find out everything about it, even though they were supposed to keep it between the client and the attorney. Well, we have that problem in medicine. Uh, there's this uh, thing called HIPAA. Oh, HIPAA, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't actually, exist anymore, though, right? Well, no, HIPAA exists. Uh, I and a group of people from uh, an organization I belong to actually read the law. And HIPAA, you think that if you sign that form that your mother, your grandmother can't see your medical records... That's true, but when you sign the form, your government can see your records. And that's the problem with the whole HIPAA thing is it gives a backdoor to the government to directly access your records. And there's a lot of really mischievous things you can do to somebody if you see raw (laughs) medical records. Interesting. Mm -hmm. So here's a couple other things that I found that were interesting that – the writ of assistance. Who are they assisting? The king? Yeah, right, exactly. They're assisting themselves. Uh, says here, political pre- protests became a regular occurrence in these realities set in, in as these realities set in. In 1769, Alexi- Alexander McDougall was imprisoned for libel when his work to be to the betrayed inhabitants of the city and colony of New York was published. His imprisonment and the Boston Massacre were just two infamous examples of the measures the British took to crack down on protesters. And then this last one here, this sounds kind of familiar. To make matters even worse, jury trials were replaced with verdicts and punishments handed down directly by colonial judges. You mean kind of like they're doing to Donald Trump? Exactly. A jury trial? Yep. Over time, the colonial authorities lost power over this as well because the judges were known to be chosen, paid, and supervised by the British government. The right to a fair trial by a jury of their peers was no longer possible for many colonists. 
Kind of like what Fanny's doing. Kind of like what Fanny's doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of, it, history repeats itself, don't it, Doc? Yeah. Tell me a little bit more about Fanny. I've caught pieces of that, but mm-hmm. uh, she, I, I gained the impression even the New York Times exposed her corruption. Well, you know, it and seems that, like even the left crazy. is starting to turn on these people now because even the left-wing news, it's even becoming too much for them, which is pretty amazing. I, I was kind of wondering if they were would ever reach a breaking point to where, like, oh, okay, this is just a little bit too much. I don't know. I mean, the New York Times didn't report the uh, St. Louis, the ship of Jews that was rejected and sent back to Germany for execution. Oh, we got another caller. Who's Muffy? Caller, you're on with uh, Becca Marie's Freedom Speak. Who do we have? Um, it's Summer from Miami. How are you? I'm good. How are you? You've got the I'm same la- same last gonna... name as our guest. Uh, well, Summer is my name. Oh, Summer is your name. Okay, so it's got it backwards. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you're, all right. you're listening in Miami? Mm-hmm. How cool, because, you know, I was going to talk about something that happened in Miami on uh, New Year's Day. <laughs> oh, dear. You might know what um, that there's is. There's always something happening in Miami. <laughs> so, um, what's I'll on leave your mind? that to you. I just had a quick question for Dr. Summers, actually. Yeah, go for um, it. About HIPAA. So I go, um, I've been having some new doctors recently. I changed insurance. So they have you sign all these new forms. And I was under the impression that you had to sign HIPAA. Like, they don't say, here, sign and read if you want. They hand you the clipboard and tell you to sign. If you actually... Um, if you don't sign it, what happens? Yes, um, and and I've run into this personally. Uh, if you actually read the HIPAA law, it says that if a person doesn't want to sign the HIPAA form, they're entitled to exactly the same quality of medical care as if they had signed and yet in actual practice, the, uh, shall we say, the soup Nazis at the... <laughs> no soup for you. <laughs> yeah, the soup Nazis at the uh, level of the doctor's office will do things like, well, we'll, we'll just have to uh, reschedule you and punish you until you do sign. Uh, and But they're wrong. So they can't but, deny you care, though, right? According to the written law, but remember, the written law for Medicare said under no circumstances will the uh, Medicare uh, interfere with the doctor-patient relationship. And that's written into the 1984 law that uh, brought us Medicare. And yet uh, Medicare and Medicaid do nothing but interfere with the doctor-patient relationship. So the written law has no relevance to what happens uh, in the trenches at the bedside. Uh, so they, but uh, in actual fact, if you, you know, are willing to have the courage to stand on your principles, you say, I've read the law, and the law says that you must give me the same care whether I decide to sign this or not. We're coming up on the break. You got any more uh, questions for the doctor, Summer? No, no, that's perfect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Summer. Uh huh. Thank you, Becca. Uh-huh. Bye. You're welcome. Bye. Cool. Somebody in Florida listening to us. So they'll prolong nice. the agony of your medication, medical treatment until you sign. That's right. Basically. Yeah. Basically, the, the, you know. Okay. Written, well, let's. The written law. Is- let's hold that thought. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak, and we'll be right back after the break.
written law and what is practice. Hello, I'm Dr. Dan Lafferty. And I'm Dr. Stephanie Z from ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Putting off a trip to the dentist due to dental anxiety? Let us ease your fears. At ABQ Gentle Dentistry, we are gentle from your first phone call with the receptionist to the dental chair for treatment. We offer oral conscious sedation, IV sedation, and nitrous gas. We have the latest technology to handle all your dental needs right in our office. Same day crowns, 3D x-rays, 3D printing, digital intraoral photos, and laser technology. Let us transform your life by transforming your smile into a smile you can love. We also offer clear tray orthodontic therapy. You're part of the family here at ABQ Gentle Dentistry. Gentle is not just our name, it's how we treat our patients. We accept most insurance plans and also work with multiple lending companies to help make financing possible. Y hablamos español. We're located at 4550 Eubank Boulevard, Northeast, Suite 101. Give us a call at 505-292-8588 to begin your journey to an awesome smile. Or on the web at albuquerquegentledentist.com. I'd like to tell you about where I take my own car for general auto repairs. Gennaro's Auto, located at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast in Albuquerque, can take care of all your general auto repair needs with fast, friendly, honest service at the lowest price in town. Gennaro's can handle anything from tune-ups and electrical repairs to a total engine swap. E. Tim Young, hablamos espanol. Give Gennaro a call at 804-8750 or just stop by their shop at 544 Louisiana Boulevard Southeast. Hi, I'm Dr. Karen Genter from High Desert Chiropractic and Wellness. For 27 years, I've been helping patients by gently treating the root cause of their health issues, not just symptoms. Treatments include various chiropractic techniques and therapies, such as electrical stimulation, ultrasound and intersegmental traction, or the roller table. Let's help you be your best self by helping you achieve optimal wellness and maintain it lifelong. Located at 5310 Homestead Road, Northeast, call us at 505-292-2226. Do you need a trailer to haul something around? Check out my friends at JP Trailer Sales. They've been doing business in Albuquerque for seven years. Whether you're hauling cars, landscaping equipment, dirt, or your favorite off-road toys, JP Trailers has the perfect trailer at a great price to fit your needs. They have open trailers and closed trailers and can even do special orders. You'll always receive great, friendly customer service and no appointment is ever needed. Stop by their location at 7605 San Pedro Drive, Northeast and Albuquerque, Monday through Saturday, 10 to 5 p.m. You can also call them at 505-469-1667 or 505-557-8164 or check them out on the web at flatbedtrailersusa.com. Would you like to move on from being a keyboard warrior to owning your own media? I'm Floyd Cisco with Spoken Words in New Mexico. I can take your event to the next level by providing cameras, microphones, video switchers, and other hardware to turn your event into a professional production. See what I've done for others and what I can do for you at rumble.com slash spoken words New Mexico. To get started, send me an email at spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Again, that's spokenwords.nm at protonmail.com. Are you a small business with unique skills that believes it can bring value to Sandia or our other national labs and would like to grow your national lab contract portfolio? Then listen up. 
Working with any of the national labs can be overwhelming. From the lengthy terms to the bureaucratic red tape, it can feel like these labs don't want to work with small businesses. Nothing could be further from the truth. They want and need exceptional small businesses to be part of their supply chain. I can help you. My name is Asa Bortz Johnson, owner of Sandia Consulting Group. I spent 10 years as a subcontract manager at Sandia Labs and can help you navigate the bureaucracy. My central objectives are to increase your firm's probability of winning a contract, minimize your administrative burden, shorten the time frame from proposal to purchase order, and maximize your firm's profit. Give me a call at 505-362-3499 or go to my website at sandiaconsultinggroup.com. Schedule your no-cost meet and greet to discuss how Sandia Consulting Group can support your mission. Did you realize that our skin is the largest organ of the body? How often do we pay attention to what it's telling us? Hi, I'm Tomei with Skin LLC, and we don't just cover up imperfections, we heal them. Our skin being the largest organ of the body tells a story. Beauty and skin alike are often overlooked because we get overwhelmed with so much daily input. You can learn your own skin and beauty story through the customized treatments we provide, personalized just for you. Let us give you the education, healing, rejuvenation, and restoration to support your journey. Call or text 505-918-4211, mention this ad for a free phone consultation, and visit our website at abqskinllc.com. That number again is 505-918-4211. Welcome back to Becca Marie's Freedom Speak with our guest, Dr. William K. Summers, today. It's been a lot of fun today. Before the break, we had our last caller that called in was Summer in, did she say she was in Miami? In Miami. In Miami. Funny, yeah. funny that she would be in Miami, okay, because the next story I want to talk about a little bit is I normally don't talk about these things on this show. I normally stick to more serious issues. Well, yeah, sometimes we're not serious. But um, but this is something that happened on New Year's Day, and it was reported on by all of the mainstream news outlets, CBS, NBC, CB, uh, ABC. Everybody was talking a buzz about this thing that happened. And so... Let me tell you a little bit about it that you haven't heard about it, okay? The reports were that a 8 to 10 foot uh, ghostly kind of shadowy looking alien type kind of creature terrorized the, I think it was the Bayside Mall in Miami, Florida. And it was all over the news. Now, all I can tell you is the facts that I saw, okay? They have the uh, view maybe from a, a, a helicopter or something in which 
it looks like every cop car in the entire state of Florida showed up at this mall. I mean, there were a lot. Now, official reports are some people are saying 60, some people are saying over 100. I don't know. I'm kind of thinking, by the way it looked, it looked like over 100 to me. It looked like a lot. I mean, I mean it was filled with cop cars all over, the, filling the streets for four miles. And so you had all these cop cars show up. And the official report says that they showed up because there were reports of teenagers fighting with sticks and shooting off fireworks in, in the shopping mall. That is the official report by the uh, authorities. And, of course, we always trust the authorities nowadays because what they say is absolutely true. Um, so, so maybe we shouldn't go beyond that. But there are also multiple reports on social media and people talking and people that were at the mall. One guy, I listened to him give a long description of what he, he saw in there, and he described what he saw was a 10-foot-tall, shadowy figure he said, I'm not going to call it an alien. He says, I don't know what it was, but it's all I can tell you. It was shadowy looking. It was kind of gray, and it was glitchy. And there were more people that also used that word, glitchy, as in like, you know, where it fades out and then it fades back in. Um, and then others were saying that they were trying to get away, and it would be like one place, and then it would glitch out, and then it would appear closer to them. And people, the, the the mall emptied out by people just running out of there in terror. Now, there's also a video which has been released, I believe, probably by the police department, in which they're showing uh, the ground in front of the mall in which it looks like a shadowy creature, as the one described, is walking around in front of the mall, and it's a whole lot bigger than the police cars. Um, now, the explanation on that is that's being given is, oh, well, that's just a person down there and you're seeing their shadow, which doesn't really make any sense to me because I'm not really, it, if you see the video, you can see that that isn't really what it looks like to me. So here's the, here's the thing, okay? I'm not saying that maybe there was, I, I don't know what it was. I'm, I'm open-minded, and, and I've made that clear to you guys before. I'm very open-minded about this stuff. Um, I just ask that you show me some proof. Here's the thing. The, the explanation that the authorities are giving, in which it was teenagers fighting with sticks and shooting off fireworks in the, in the mall. We've seen a lot of things recently in which you have mobs of people go into retail stores, and there's always video high-quality video, because everybody nowadays is walking around with a cell phone in their pocket. So everything ends up on social media, and you have multiple people, you know, standing there with their cameras while this, while this shoplifting is going on, or violence, or whatever it is, because everybody just wants to just show everything. They want to film everything. So the thing that's odd about this situation is there is no video at all zero i did a search on the internet last night and on across all the multiple you know social media platforms stuff like that i found some fake things that somebody put in there that were obviously fake and it's like you know it's like no that's fake people always do that too 
I could not find any legitimate uh, video on on social media of any of this. I to to verify either story of teenagers fighting with sticks and shooting off fireworks. You'd think that somebody'd be shooting. They wouldn't be running in fear. They say, oh, "This is kind of crazy. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna video this and stream it on my live stream because everybody's doing everything for clicks nowadays." And there's also no video of the other stories. Now, the one guy that was talking about this, the, the story I told, he said, no, I didn't shoot any video. He says, I was running for my life. He's uh, scared to death. I've never seen anything like this in my entire life. I was scared. And so I was just trying to get away. So the fact that it was glitchy has me suspicious, though, still, because, you know, they can do wonders with cameras and uh, shoot. You know, even Hollywood shows you how they can do that. It's a Star Trekky sort of thing where they appear here and they appear there, but it's all done with cameras. Yeah. I think that's more what it sounds like to me. Because if, if, if they said they actually filmed it, but it got wiped off their phones, which is they claim... That's what they're all saying. Yeah, they're yeah. saying... A lot of people are saying, yes, I did do video, mm-hmm. but it disappeared off my phone. Yeah, and, see, and so if it wasn't real, and it was just an illusion of some kind, that would make sense. Well, no, I mean, it, they, they aren't saying that they did video and it wasn't in the picture. They're saying that their, their video disappeared off of their phone. Now, I also believe that the government can get into our phones whenever they want. Mm -hmm. And if there's something they wanted to cover up for one reason or another, whatever the reason is, I think they can probably do that. And we saw, like, during the the whole election fraud thing in which people were stuffing ballot boxes and stuff like that, in which they were using geotracking, which they claimed didn't exist, but then we found out it did, Mm -hmm. in which they can geotrack your phone. They know where you are. And then they can also hack the the microphone and the camera on your phone, too. So I'm, I'm guessing if they can do all that, they can also hack the memory in your phone and delete files. Just my thought. What do you think, Doc? I think the lack of the lack of video is the thing that has me asking questions. It is a bit Star Trekky, isn't it? It is. It is. And Sammy, feel free to chime in if you got some any thoughts on that one too. <clears throat> but during the break, uh, the Doc was talking about where he saw a demonstration of a um, a hologram produced in thin air without the use of smoke and without the use of glass. Yeah, that was in Los Angeles uh, Art Museum, um, really probably 20 years ago. And it was open air. It was like right uh, there. Just open. And you well, could put your hand through it. No, you could put your hand through it, but it would be a platform that it would project onto. Okay. So it would be sitting here, and you could put your hand through it. But it seems to me that it had to reflect off of the uh, platform. Yeah. So this this thing and that you saw. And it'd be multiple cameras that uh, would generate it. So this thing that you saw, it, was it projecting from the top or from the bottom? No, you couldn't tell. it seemed to be, you know, it's two or three cameras hitting here. Hmm. Hmm. So there was a target, and three or four projectors would, you know, hit the same place and create the hologram. See, it sounds that sounds more likely to me what it was something like that. I don't know. This thing was moving though, and it was it was moving through the mall. It wasn't on a platform or anything. So I I don't know. It, and a shadowy figure that's glitching. I I don't know. I I don't know. So why, why Miami? <laughs> yeah. I, I well. Oh, okay. So it's funny you should ask that question. Why Miami? There was a uh, you know. 
I cover these kind of things on my late night show, but I, so I'm not going to dig too deep into this. But there was one thing that somebody pointed out, which was an interesting fact, is there are a lot of uh, conspiracy people out there that believe that there is an alien base in Antarctica. Antarctica. Hmm. This, this woman discovered that if you take the geographic coordinates of that mall and reverse them, it puts you dead center right in Antarctica. Oh, well. Now, that's kind of weird, isn't it? And I saw somebody uh, do the numbers like, wow, that is what that does. It literally puts you some bright smack in the middle of Antarctica. So, so one theory that some people are coming up with, and, and because there's other people talking about they see like something that looked like a portal opening up or something, and it's like so they're saying, do you think maybe this alien was trying to get to the alien base in Antarctica, and they got the coordinates flipped around, and they ended up in the wrong place? I don't know, just a thought. It sounds a bit George Norrie to me. <laughs> it does, which is why we'll probably talk about it on the late night show, too. So if you, guys, if you guys haven't listened to my late night show, The Continuum, we do that on Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, and it's streaming on all the social media platforms. So anyway, so I just wanted to put that out there. Yeah, go ahead, Sammy. What were you saying? I was going to say, remember in 2020 when the government finally came out and said, yeah, by the way, uh, aliens are real? It's just a lot that's happening. I don't think anybody's going to just be surprised anymore if that's really what it was. Yeah. Or who knows? Maybe it was just a Hollywood stunt. But like you said, I'm also very skeptical with the lack of it. I saw a picture, one picture of a shadowy hall, but you have no idea if that's Photoshopped or not because AI yeah. Photoshop has gotten so real these days. It's just weird, the whole thing. Yeah, it's the lack it's the lack of video to substantiate either claim that uh, that that gets to me. That's that's the part that gets to me. So I don't know. There was more than one witness. You know, that's, that's his, a lot. A lot of eyewitness testimonies that are out there where they're all talking about it. You know, yeah. and and yeah. So I I think it's something. Who knows? I don't know if we'll ever know the truth. Who knows? Sounds like a government. Will we ever know the truth? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, I wanted to mention that before we, uh, you know, I, I, I really don't know what else to say about that. It's something that you guys are going to have to try to dig for video evidence or whatever. I, I mean, I did that for a while yesterday because I thought this was rather interesting. And so our listener in, in Miami, uh, Summer, I, if you had heard anything about that, I would love to hear what you know about it. Um, if not... Yeah, I don't know. Could be a mystery that, who knows? I'm going to be watching for more stuff to come out, and, and we'll talk about it on the late night show if we find out something else. So, Doc, you wanted to talk about some uh, medical stuff that was on your mind, didn't you? Sure. Um, so let's, let's, let's let you take the, take, the, take the lead for a little bit yeah. here. Typically, uh, in, in my show, I'll uh, try to bring up topics that I think are relevant to um, you know people at home. And uh, there was a story, well, first off, um, you know, on the conspiracy theory things, uh, we worry about the Chinese influencing uh, American industry, et cetera. Were you aware that everything that Texas A&M develops and patents, uh, it gets a co-patent with uh, Qatar? Qatar is paying for a part of the Texas A&M campus, and as a result, when they patent something, uh, Qatar gets the uh, technology. 
Interesting. Yeah, you know. So Why would they it, do that? Uh, well, Qatar's got a lot of money. They don't know what to do with it. <sighs> Just thought I'd throw that out there in the cons- in your George Nori uh, file. Yes. <laughs> but uh, what I wanted to do was uh, go to a story on December 26th in the Epoch Times, a uh, great source of medical knowledge, and it uh, gives the top 10 COVID events of the year 2023. Since we're still in January, the first of the year, it's a good time to review what last year was and pray for a better year. Uh, the first thing of their top 10 events of COVID was that the FDA and the CDC strangely found that COVID vaccines have adverse events. Isn't that astonishing? <laughs> oh, my gosh, that's the first time I've heard that, yeah, Doc. <laughs> that they could cause strokes, that uh, these uh, COVID vaccines could cause myocarditis, that they could cause uh, multisystem inflammatory syndromes, and especially in children, things that would be similar to lupus erythematosus, and that uh, sudden death was uh, an, an event, as well as Bell's palsies from the COVID vaccines. What's uh, interesting about that is the English over two years ago figured out about every 640th uh, vaccine, that person is dead for one reason or another. The second thing in terms of COVID news for 2023 is that vaccines cannot effectively control COVID. Is really? You know, I know people, Doc, that uh, they keep getting jabbed over and over again and they keep catching COVID. And it's like, oh, I caught COVID in again. I better go get jabbed again. And then they catch COVID again. It's like, did you not make the connection that maybe the fact that you're being jabbed is the reason you're catching COVID? Yeah, actually, the data in the independent uh, medical literature would say if you get the jab, you've increased the likelihood of getting serious COVID. And I mean serious hospitals COVID. Uh, And I want to quote Dr. Fakey. Oh, excuse me, Fauci. (laughs) And he said, and I'm going to quote here, it's as simple as black and white. You're vaccinated, you're safe. You're unvaccinated, you're at risk. It's simple as that, Fauci told MSNBC. Simple as that. As simple as that. (laughs) The good old simpleton, Dr. (laughs) Fauci, who is science. All right, so fact number three from COVID news for 2023, Paxlovid, which we call um, Pfizer-Mectin, does not reduce the risk of long COVID. (laughs) So what exactly is long COVID? Do you have any theories on that, Doc? Uh, Long COVID is basically a chronic, indulating, viral-like syndrome that goes on for months at a time. And most viruses, you get it within 10 days, it's gone. Uh, But uh, long COVID sticks around for months, and you're pretty much debilitated for months. So the other thing about Paxlovid, and uh, let me talk a little bit molecularly. Paxlovid, as I say, we call it Pfizer-Mectin. It's Ivermectin with a fluorine atom stuck in the middle of the molecule. When you add fluorine to a molecule, like, for example, Prozac has fluorine in it, it makes it weird and unstable, and it does weird stuff. 
And one of the weird things that Paxlovid, which incidentally costs about $550 for a course of it, uh, as opposed to ivermectin, which is still only about 20 bucks. 20 bucks, which, by the way, um, you can pick up a, a paste form of ivermectin at your tractor supply store. Uh, yeah. The tractors are using <laughs> ivermectin now. I didn't know that. No, I think they're giving it to the farm animals, but I'm not quite sure what it would do for your tractor. <laughs> but, but, you know. Since you're touching on that, Doc, maybe you can uh, tell people. It's like I actually know people that were, during the height of the scamdemic, they were unable to, because as you know, the the government was preventing us from getting ivermectin. They were sitting on 50 million doses of it in probably in a warehouse in Rockville, Maryland, that they wouldn't release. So uh, I know friends that went to the tractor supplies store and got some of the paste and just uh, sparingly well the dose is 12 milligrams a week and it works just fine for them yeah yeah but the thing about uh, Paxlovid that is particularly malignant is one in five users who use it get a rebound COVID so in other words you get COVID the symptoms regress and then all of a sudden the symptoms come back oh and our dear leader had that experience with Paxlovid when he last got COVID interesting yeah so not only does it uh, not help you with long covid it actually gives you a good chance of having rebound covid so you get covid twice in the same round by the way you guys feel free to call in uh, at our call-in number if you want to ask the doc some questions 505-444-5059 well i have a question if it if it keeps coming back over and over again does that really affect your lungs in a bad way is that part of the SADS that's going around, the sudden adult death syndrome? Uh, sudden death syndrome is more related to the myocarditis that occurs from both the jab and the disease itself can cause a myocarditis. Mm-hmm. And myocarditis creates an arrhythmia. The arrhythmia is inconsistent with life, and we call you dead. Um <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But to give the numbers again on Paxlovid, 26%, that's basically one out of four, had a rebound. Uh, it got better, then it got worse again. And about 8.3% went on to have long COVID from the Paxlovid. So if you have to choose, go with ivermectin. It's a better agent. Uh, here's the next fact. And let, me, is, let me ask you another question, too, Doc, about sure. the ivermectin. Um, I heard Dr. Simone Gold actually mentioned something about this. You you know the uh, the treatment they have for like uh, like the common flu or whatever they'll have. Uh, was it Flonase? Is that what it's called? Well, Flonase, Flonase. is a, a nasal um, yeah. steroid. And and she said that ivermectin is like that supercharged. She said it's way better to treat uh, even a regular flu with ivermectin. We'll we'll work yeah, they, on that. Yeah, there are three different flu. Um, flu, uh, you know, uh, medicines, uh, and in my hands, they really don't work too well. I just go ahead and use ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine. The next point I wanted to make was there was a Cochrane review that came out several months ago uh, showing that masks simply don't stop the spread of the disease. They do not. What a surprise. That confirms a Danish study that was published in the Annals of Internal Medicine uh, back in November of 20, showing that masks didn't stop COVID spread. 
Item number five, DNA contamination was detected in the mRNA vaccines. And now I think the actually the uh, the uh, department uh, the the sir the the what is it the the guy in charge in Florida that's in charge of uh, the medical stuff what's his, uh, what's that department called he actually is coming Department in, of Health Department of Health whatever and he has said that this contamination of these DNA fragments mm-hmm. can actually cause uh, cancer. Yeah, I've actually seen cancer from the vaccine in a couple of my patients. Uh, But uh, the other thing is is both Indian and Israeli data that show that the DNA, the mRNA, shortly after it's injected, goes to the liver where it's flipped and turned into DNA and resides in your cells forever. And so that, uh, you know, is just one more risk from the vaccines. So I got a question on Facebook, Doc, uh, where Bernadette, she's asking, uh, who prescribes ivermectin other than doctors without borders? Uh, doctors who take the risk of being uh, delicensed by their boards. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much what it comes so down to, You can't Bernadette. buy it over the counter? Well, well, you I can mean, go to Tractor Supply. Well, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> buy it for your animals. Uh, hydroxychloroquine, not so. And in my hands, actually, uh, the first couple of days of a, a COVID or a similar flu-like uh, event, hydroxychloroquine is more effective than the two. And then later on, after the fourth or fifth day, ivermectin has uh, been a little more effective in my hands. Um, so depending on the the, upon the, length the progression, of it's one works better and, than the other. You know, and then I'll usually add antibiotics if they're coughing up green goopy stuff because that means there's a secondary bacterial infection. Okay. Uh, but uh, they uh, wanted to bring to people's attention my item number six from the Epoch Times, and that is there is actually a COVID vaccine injury compensation fund that the government has. But you got to know it exists before you can apply for it. <laughs> well, I've got a good friend, actually, that uh, works for a group in which uh, she's been talking about. I might even be able to bring her on the show with us, maybe on the first show or the second show that we do on the new station. But uh, she actually uh, is a registered nurse, which lost her job because she wouldn't, wouldn't comply. And she's now working with uh, some law firms in which there is getting ready to be a large number of lawsuits on these injuries. Hmm. Item number seven is there was a lawsuit by uh, three different uh, physicians against the FDA, Uh, you know, saying the FDA uh, did not have the right to denigrate uh, ivermectin and strongly uh, suppress its use. And they won the lawsuit. And uh, the interesting thing is the FDA lawyer in the appellate court got up and said, well, doctors know that they can prescribe. The FDA only recommends. Right, they only recommend yeah, it. recommends at the point of yeah. a gun. Now that's what they're saying. Yeah, well, we're recommending. At the point of your license. Well, like they're telling you as a doctor, well, we recommend that you don't prescribe that because you might just lose your license if you do. 
yeah, that's a recommendation. Yeah, that's that's their recommendation yes. that you protect your income. And item number eight is mask mandates re- returned in August of 2023, and uh, they've sort of died out again. But you still see people walking with their mask on, Unbelievable. walking their dog out in the open air. <laughs> the dog has a mask too. Driving they around in their car by themselves. The dog. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Anyway, in November of 23, the FDA released documents, or the uh, Pfizer was forced to release documents, over 50,000 pages of documents, which showed several manufacturing problems with the mRNA and a lot more uh, information on the injuries. For example, uh, 40% of pregnant women who got the jab lost their babies. And the way it was explained in the Pfizer data was their migraine headache resolved. So their their abortion was, well, their, their, their pregnancy resolved. It was just a little minor thing. And the other thing is, is that in the Pfizer data in this document dump that they did back in November, there were, a, you know, a huge number of cardiac events, uh, twice as many cardiac events in the vaccinated versus the sham vaccinated, the placebo ones. But the vaccinated ones, they said, well, yeah, they had a cardiac event, but it is, quote, unlikely to be related to the vaccination. Now, I do clinical research on pharmaceutical development, and when there's an SAE or a... Uh, a uh, severe adverse reaction, you, the principal investigator, make a decision, was it related to the drug or not? And so the principal investigators in the Pfizer study almost universally, well, it wasn't, yeah, they died of a sudden death, but it wasn't related to the vaccine. Mm-hmm. And uh, as a consequence, that helped the, the uh, vaccine get fast-tracked. So it depends who's doing the surveys, right? Or yeah. the tracking? <laughs> and also the ethics of the, the doctors who are the principal investigators. It really comes down to ethics. Mm-hmm. All right, Doc, we're going to take a break here, and then we'll be going into hour three. And you've got some more stuff for us, right? Oh, sure. Okay. And by the way, you know, take, take this opportunity to call in and ask the doctor uh, about whatever question you have about anything, even even if it's not necessarily exactly what we're talking about, that's fine. 505-444-5059. We will be right back after the break. Is there a restaurant?